There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. And that is what we do here on Good Swill Hunting. We try that cheap stuff so you don't got to go out there at the store and waste your money on it. Uh, we're going to do that for you, and we're going to have a good time doing it. This week, as we uh, start to wrap up March, uh, we're going to be trying a, a pretty uh, nostalgic beer for some. I- iconic, uh, really. Uh, it's iconic. This is a, a known beer. This is not some, you know, uh, pull off the shelf at Aldi or Trader Joe's. This is Rolling Rock, folks. We are going to be trying Rolling Rock this episode. Uh, thank you, Matt, for picking this one up for us. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, this is another green bottle uh, for us. Uh, we you know, know Brian loves green bottles. He loves green bottles. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I, what I love about doing these like nostalgic beers, these known beers, is we haven't done a lot of them. And when Rick first started coming on to the podcast as like a guest, he'd brought up to me, he's like, y'all haven't even done PBR, right? You haven't done a lot of the iconic cheap beers, and I think we're looking at those. We did Mickey's because that's an iconic cheap beer we haven't done before. Um, Rolling Rock is another iconic cheap beer. Did you guys ever do Bud Heavy? I don't Regular think Budweiser? We have not done Bud Heavy, and we haven't done Coors Original. Banquet. Uh, you haven't done Banquet. Yeah, and that's no. one of my go-tos. And it's one of those things where, yeah, we've tried it. We kind of know what it tastes like and all that stuff. But I think um, there's stories and nostalgia and lots of stuff to talk about with those beers. So it may not yeah. be just about trying them. It's about talking about them. And and uh, people have memories and, and good mm-hmm. thoughts and feelings about some of these iconic cheap beers. And Rolling Rock is one of them. Yeah. And I think about most cheap beers. Like I, you know, if I if I think of Miller High Life, uh, which I I hate, but I I think of like being in my uncle John's basement and trying to sneak a sip of him. I you like know. Miller. High See, Life. I love High Life. Yeah, I, I love High Life. Last, I'm, with, I'm with these two. It gives me a headache. Last Instant time I headache, drank one it. Sip. Last time I drank it was in the sun, helping a buddy uh, fix his mom's back deck. High Life and Coors Banquet are my two go tos. I like yeah. Banquet. Yeah, Banquet Yellow Jacket. Yellow Jacket. Banquet mm-hmm. has like a perfect amount of funk to it um, and that full flavor. And if you can drink it out west in the snow, uh, more more power to you. The colder it is, the better it is, I feel. Coors Amen. Banquet needs to be ice cold, and it is delicious. First beer I sipped. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anyway, so Rolling Rock. This one um, is... Uh, it, it has lots of thoughts on untapped. Uh, what, what are we uh, looking at for basic untapped in- info on our rolling rock here? Uh, untapped rating, 2.8. Um, and I love what the user said. Um, the one user said it's <laughs> I like this. The, preferred, the preferred beer of broke junior enlisted military members everywhere. Takes me back. <laughs> um, another user said unsung hero of the cheap section at, at Bevco. <laughs> or 
hands down the best beer ever made, fresher than a newly cut lawn oh, on the summer you know, evening. It, it, it has the a descriptors in that. It's a good oh, yeah. lawnmower beer. Absolutely, it's a lawnmower beer. Yeah, so no this, doubt. I, I would say we're we're in the right season for this too. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I've already started cutting my lawn weeks ago. I don't know about getting you guys. Warm, getting warm here in Charlotte already. Dude, yeah. spring hit in 80s. February. Okay, February. The trees pollinated. Well, my nose exploded. My car got dirty. Well, I'm not going to ruin a good secret, but this time of year in the Carolinas is is a pretty pretty beautiful time of year, I will say. Sweet uh, and we've got again. folks from Florida and folks from up north. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh. I, I, we have some good swell advertising today. Um, oh. We've got we've got an iconic cheap beer. We have a lot of fun stuff this episode. So I got a lot it, of it, history here it, too, it's, and we've got some great history on Rolling and, Rock. And hopefully, you can answer some questions I have about this bottle. Oh no, I want you to answer those questions about this bottle. And it's not very what? often, not very often that Matt has questions though. I, I love sitting across from Matt. I'm just lost in size right now. I know now. you guys are. This is more you, back when you guys were directly across from each other. You guys weren't. This close. It's kind of right. creepy, actually. It <laughs> is. It is. Let's roll first sip impressions. It's time for first sip impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're uh, just interested oh, in uh, giving us some feedback or recommending a cheap beer for us to try, uh, you can also email us about that too, and check us out on our platforms, Goodswill Podcast, and also goodswillpodcast.com. Um, mm. And I actually um, need to open mine. I was uh, blabbering and pushing buttons. But uh, who wants to give us a first sip impression while I take my first sip? Somebody go. I think Rick needs to go first because, man, he put me to shame. <laughs> his, first sip, his first sip was a gulp like yours. Yeah. Yeah. He looked over to me and he goes, that's a good first sip. <laughs> yeah, Rick, Rick you, you, went, you went past the long neck on your first sip. Long neck, neck bottle. <laughs> long neck bottle. Right, but what do you think, Rick? I love it. Love um, it. Oh I wouldn't say love it, but I mean... I think it just brings you back. Like, I haven't had it in so long. Um, used to have uh, friends that uh, lived out in Pennsylvania, and whenever we went to go visit them when I was younger, this was always in the fridge. Um, this is what we were drinking, like up in the mountains and stuff like that, Poconos, uh, you know, college trips and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, this is just, uh, it just brings you back. You know, just brings you back. You know, it took me a couple of weeks to to pick this beer up because yeah, I refused to search for it. I had I refused to get it in a can. I, yes. It had to be in a bottle. Oh, I hundred. I think that's why I'm even more nostalgic right now. And I'm I'm damn happy I have eight more of these bastards in my fridge because <laughs> uh, I'm with Rick. I. I like it a lot. And, uh, you know, before we forget here, there's some interesting shit going on on this bottle here. The front's pretty plain. It's just got this rolling rock. It could be a building. It could be a billboard. Yeah, um, like a sign or something. A sign. And it says uh, premium beer, extra pale. But on the back is where it's got the interesting stuff going on. Um, to honor the tradition of, the great, of this great brand, we... Do you need Quote to- from the original pledge of 
quality. You need my reading glasses? Uh, maybe. It's just because it's a white lettering on a green glass. From the glass-lined tanks of Old Latrobe, we tender this premium beer for your enjoyment as a tribute to your good taste. It comes to you from the Mountain Springs to it comes from the Mountain Springs to you, thirty-three. Yeah. And I have no idea what the 33 is all about, so I'm hoping you'll enlighten me on that, Brian. Were they founded in 1933? Wait, sure. Put your guys, both of you, wait. But like <laughs> with this cold, cold bottle in my hand, I just want to like take a cooler of these and go sit by like a stream or Linville Falls or something and just sit there with my toes in the water and just drink these. Yeah. And uh, on my first sip impression, I will say... Call me on your way up. I'll, I'll catch you right <laughs> I'll, I'll buy I will, a beer. I, I will join you. Um, I, I don't have a nostalgia with this beer, but um, it's refreshing. Um, it, it, it's, it's really easy and it's refreshing. And I, I could... You could drink these all day in the sun in the spring. Yep, and enjoy it. Yep, yep. You know, the last time I drank these was about ten years ago. I then had a Rolling Rock, and um, it, it was a Sunday evening. And my wife's like, "What do you want to do tonight?" I'm like, "You know what? Let's pick up a six pack of Rolling Rock and go wash cars and wash our cars." And that's what we did. And you know, I'm did, pissed. did you wear your mankini? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Your, your cutoffs and your yeah, halter played, top. Played some seventies music in the background. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> At the car wash. Play yeah. some play some old school disco funk. I did. Yeah. Um, and I just rubbed the sponge all over myself instead of on the car. <laughs> the suds were just everywhere. Uh, mental block. Mental yeah. Block. Uh, but mental block uh, but I'm I'm I, sh- I don't know why I haven't dragged it since then. I don't know. It's been about 20 years for me. I'm disappointed at really, really? At least. I yeah. can't recall it trying Rolling Rock, um, and I'm disappointed because it's, it's so far, it's good on the first set. Well, they probably didn't share it with you communists down there at uh, hey, hey, Florida yeah, State. You know, just, just just take a walk, you know. You will step outside. Uh, I think uh, in the whole nostalgia realm, though, uh, Matt, who has uh, come on board as my co-producer of Good Soul Advertising. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm so uh, sorry. He, he came up with a uh, good idea for us. So we came up with a little number for you guys to advertise Rolling Rock. Uh, it, this song's got some nostalgia to it, I would say. I, I hope so. Uh, I mean, they all burned up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tweaked it. We tweaked it a little bit. So uh, here you go. Good Soul Advertising. Give her a listen. Search the store for a swill I'll never find A swill that is ooh, the tasty kind Ooh, and it's gotta be the right price, oh yeah We'll find this rolling rock tonight So come on I was too young in the 80s, but I, I definitely wanted to get into a Trans Am with T-Tops and 
hauled, hauled down a freeway at night. You're, that t- one. you're totally going to be asked to sing that at the pool party uh, on 4th of July. <laughs> there was a little natty daddy in that yeah. one, huh? You're, we brought yeah. him back. You're going to have a music guitar out there for singing, Fuck me! <laughs> and you're going to have all the old ladies lifting up their tops, showing you oh. their... Their boob, oh. wrinkly ass boobs oh. down to their knees. Uh, d- Rock me! You know Rock me! You, you could have stopped the old, old ladies. You know, I, I, I wanted I, that visual, the whole picture. The grannies. I, I think season four advertising is going to be some of our best yet. Yeah. I well, mean, I have a collaborator now, and yeah. uh, and I think uh, when JP, um, John, when he left us, uh, you know, there's a there's a piece missing there. Uh, we produced a lot of these advertising uh, bits together, and it, it honestly it takes a couple people to come up with them. I, I'm not saying these things are you know. Gra- it takes Grammy a couple winners. of people in a dime bag, and am I right? <laughs> <laughs> um, any more history? Talk about Rolling Rock. Yeah, tell, uh, Brian, tell it, us a little bit about you it. You know what? Thirty three. I want to know what thirty three is. You know what I love about the Rolling Rock is, is it's just like one of these. It, it, it's a beer that's just cloaked in folklore, right? It is from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. And you know who else is from Latrobe? I, okay, it was familiar when I saw that on the bottle. So I'm, yeah. Two people. Two people. I'm not going to remember it, but... Arnold Palmer, the ah, golfer, yes. and Mr. F***ing Rogers. Really? All right. Can you believe that? From so this and, and, and so that would so would, the guy that brought Mr. us tea Rogers. and lemonade and the guy that and took me to make believe land on his ferry train. Yes, they're from Latrobe. Use your imagination. And, and, and so locals believe um, that you know brewing started in their area well before the Latrobe Brewing Company was born. They believe that it, it started like at the founding of the city by a group of Benedictine monks who lived there. Now, there's no proof of that, but, you know, that's just what the, the locals believe, and they're going to tell you that. Um, but, you know, the, the brewery itself, um, you know, was founded in, you know, 1893 uh, by the Pittsburgh Brewing Company. Um, they, they shut down during Prohibition. In 1920, the Tito family um, brought it out of, they bought it um, during Prohibition uh, in hopes the Prohibition would end. Um, and... It was really interesting how they marketed to the company. Um, so, 1939, they actually this brand Rolling Rock, the beer was born. Um, but throughout the history of the beer, they they didn't market it. They didn't have a marketing budget. The execs would go to local bars and buy rounds of Rolling Rock in Western Pennsylvania, and it became this iconic local beer. It, it was as iconic to Western Pennsylvania as the Pittsburgh Steelers were. Um, but during the '70s, when mass-marketed beers like were just blown up, and since Rolling Rock didn't advertise, mm-hmm. they went away. Wow! And and, 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 and this is a lot better than that other stuff we tried from Pittsburgh. Yeah, it the, is. Uh, what was it? The Steel Steel City IPA. Steel City. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, well, not an IPA. No, it was Steel just, City. Uh, just Steel City. Lager. Lager. Yeah, this is a lot better than that. So they they were about ready to go under in 1985 when the Sunder Group bought them. And then they damn near almost tanked them even further. Labatt bought them in 1987 and brought them back to life. Um, then in the early 2000s, they somehow ended up owned by Anheuser. Anheuser shut the brewery down in Latrobe. Oh. And and so now you won't find this much in Western Pennsylvania. And, and when I was looking online, yeah, there were people asking about you know whether it's sold anymore and all this stuff. And yeah, it, it's brewed in New Jersey. North these days. Newark, New Jersey. Yep, Newark, New yep. Jersey. That's right. 
Um, now, the, the the brewery itself is reopened where it was originally brewed. It's now owned by Sydney really? Brewing Company out of La, LaCroix, Wisconsin. Um, but yeah, it, but you know, there's so much folklore around this, which I love about the Benedictine monks. You know, do they really do it? Um, locals will tell you that the flavor and color of the beer changes every year based on the streams, as Matt read earlier. <laughs> they produce it right, and and what the what the table content, the you know water table content is. You know, you got that's kind of Mr. Going a Rogers little, little there, it. but it is kind of hard to get the glass bottles though, because when Anheuser Busch took them over, they got rid of all glass bottles. Yeah, they went to straight aluminum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, I I gotta say, I hate aluminum bottles. I hate I, them. I I would say I this I would worry about this in anything, but what it's in right now, which is a green glass bottle. So this is is this being brewed again in Latrobe? No, no, it's no. still brewed by Anheuser Busch yeah. in York. Yeah. Did they so still then brew- why did they go back to the glass bottles? Because I remember reading an article years ago that they ditched all the glass bottles well, for Rolling Rock. It, it goes with the history of the beer because you notice that what Matt first read on the back, the really fine print, is you know to honor the tradition. You know they don't use the glass line tanks anymore, and I'm assuming they're not bringing in the water from those streams, right? And and so they're honoring the tradition. They're not. Continuing the tradition. But these are fantastic bottles, though. I love the I love the horse the horse heads on like like this is and, and this is a cheap beer. Yeah. Uh, well, well the, the biggest piece of piece of folklore I want to talk about is whatever is asked. What do you think the number thirty three stands for? Drum roll. I don't know. I'm asking you guys, everybody around I, the room. I, I who is our thirty third president? Does it have something to do with uh, with racing, uh, horse no. racing? Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's one of them. Okay. That's one of them. Uh, okay. Matt, what do you think? I asked about our thirty third president, whomever that might be. Mm, I don't know who that is though. All right, Rick. Uh, Rick's looking it up for me. He, he's got no. Oh no, there's a lot of theories. But Rick, what do you think the thirty three is? I thought it was the year, but on here it says thirty nine or something. Yeah. Established in uh, 1939, and, 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 and like it's almost like I love all these ideas. I'm, I, I um, I'm wondering if maybe that's when the the stream or the water source was discovered. Something was like that, that the year prohibition was lifted. That that's one of the theories. So one of the so all these theories are one is it's the number of words in the pledge on the back of the bottle, uh-huh. and another one is it's the number of steps from the first floor to the second floor of the original brewery. Thirty-three okay. letters are in the list of ingredients. Nineteen thirty-three is when prohibition was repealed. There are thirty-three mountain springs that feed the brewing reservoir. Oh, Groundhog's Day is the thirty-third day of the year, and that's a huge tradition in Western Pennsylvania. Thirty-three degrees is the temperature at which Rolling Rock is brewed. This is like some crazy. Yeah, like, this is this is coincidences. The Tito's brothers bet. $33 on a horse with the number 33 at the track and use the winnings to found the brewery. It could be a nod to the Masons. The highest level that can be attained is the in the Freemasons 33rd degree. Wow. Uh, the words rolling rock appear three times on the bottle to, uh, with a total of 33 letters. The brewery workers were members of the local number 33 union. There are more here, guys. It's uh, the 33rd version of the recipe that became what is now Rolling Rock. Um, Jesus was 33 when he died. 
and rolled the rock away from his tomb. Wow. The rolling rock. Okay. Um, uh, 1933 is the year that the Steelers were founded. In a six-pack, three plus three is 33. Um, the beer is best served at 33 degrees. It's the number on the racing horse from the label. And 33 is a journalist jargon for end of copy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I've been, I, I feel like this I've is been like... in journalism for two decades. I've never heard that. Yeah, but I've never heard that. If you've that. been in journalism for 33 decades. Decade and a half and I never heard it. 30. Yeah. The, but the, the true story is they think it's, um, you know, the the latest Tito, when he sold it, he thinks, bullshit, he knows. He thinks that it's when they were deciding on the bottle, uh, the, the family that owned the company, that they were each each one of the copy for the back uh, they named it on the number word so he thinks it's the 33 okay is the number of words in the slogan did so. you did you find where rolling rock is written three times on the bottle i well i found it once on the front of the bottle no no it's the letters if you add up all the rolling rocks they equal 33 Two, three, but four, it's also five, three six, times seven, on the bottle eight, ten, yeah it is okay so yeah rolling rock is 11 letters here it is here. It's kind of creepy. The number, like, 33s that go into this, I mean, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, that, that is pretty wild. That's, okay, well, there, it that's, could be a number one. It's kind of cool. I feel this is like uh, the, the, the uh, uh, what the heck is that movie? Um, the, Nash, the Nicolas Cage National Treasure of Beer, I feel like. This makes me want to go on a quest now with all these, you know, myths and stories and everything. It's like the National Treasure of Beer. Like, I feel like it should be more popular than it is. We got a problem here. Yeah. We got to do our final impression. And uh, I, I see Rick's almost done with his. You're dang near out of yours. Matt's not in first place with finishing. Oh. Well, it's because I haven't shut up since I... Well, open this. we probably do need to get our first sips on this because uh, we still Where have did some, our first sips? Um, our, I mean, our last call. My bad. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer. All right, that's our last call anthem right there. Um, and man, this one definitely over a three for me. I knew it. I knew you, uh, I knew you bees would finally come out of your high. <laughs> I'm going to put this bad boy at a three and a half. Yeah, it's more like it. Yeah. Uh, so, that, and that's, that's darn good for, for me. Brian. I'm, I'm dropping a three and a half too. I think that, um, you almost cracked my bottle, buddy. No, nah, it's it's a good old solid green glass bottle. Ain't gonna break. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's very uh, it's light on flavor, but it's not watered down, right? You you get you you know your very pale lager notes, and I think the one uh, untapped is like it tastes like fresh cut grass. Yeah, and I I can see that this is like. 
you're done with the yard work. You know, you don't want an IPA. You don't want a butt heavy. This hits the spot, like when I'm done pushing that lawnmower. Yeah, you, you can drink this all spring and all summer long. I wonder if they could um, put electrolytes in here to help it be like the Gatorade yeah. of beer for me. I, I don't, I don't think I'd grab this in the winter time or anything like that. Um, but man, this is a great warm weather and spring weather beer all day long. Well, we're playing, um, you're watching the football game on a Sunday afternoon during the winter. Uh, okay, okay, I, I yeah. might, I might do that. Yeah, uh, Rick, where you at on this? Uh, 3.25. 3.25. All right. And uh, final thoughts on this? I uh, think- it, you know, everything just came rushing back when I had it. Um, haven't had it in an, at least 20 years or more. Um, never really sought it out because I, at one point, they had went to all aluminum packaging. And I feel that, like, part of this beer is the glass bottle, um, without a doubt. And, I mean, it's just... I love the bottle. The flavor's there. I have, um, I have a question for you guys. Is this considered big beer? Yeah. Yeah, because it's who it's owned by. Yeah. It's definitely big beer. It's macro. But it's not... But it's not... It, it, yeah, it is. But it's just... It doesn't... It's not as like of, of a juggernaut as some of the other ones. I think it's there. more of a niche... Yeah. Big beer. Well, yeah. How many of, of these uh, iconic regional beers that we try in the last two seasons? They've got were, a macro behind them. Yeah, most of them yeah. are by PBR, you yeah. know? And and this is another one of those that was bought up by one of the larger breweries. It, it, it kind of made, without the, without the regional story, because the regional story was kind of broken up in different areas a little bit um, on this one, but like Old Style was another really good regional um, beer that we tried before, but uh, Matt, you seem yeah. to be enjoying. You have not really uh, uh, in the last few episodes. You know, you, you have well, uh, if I may, um, when did this? Uh, when did they sell out and move? Because I seem to recall that the back of this bottle was different in the seventies and eighties, correct? And it used to say, "From the glass line tanks of old Latrobe to you." Yeah. Um, um, so I, I'm curious as to when that changed because that's why I was stumbling through this thing because it's just chewier now than it was before. In the 2000s. In the 2000s. Yeah. Okay, so it, it's not unreasonable that I would remember that it said from the glass line tanks of old Latrobe to you. Dude, it is. On, 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 it's unreasonable you remember drinking when at that era in your life. Oh, well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my, my father actually, you know, on the six occasions a year that he would drink beer, um, drank Rolling Rock. It was his beer of preference. Um, so... For me, there's that nostalgia there as well. And, you know, it, it just feels right. It just feels right, man. <laughs> so I'm going to, based on that, I'm going to join my brethren in giving this a three and a half. Mm. Mm. I bet Rick wasn't with us on uh, the rating this time no, around. But, you know, he's, he's, Rick, is, Rick is doing what is very important, which is he's on social media. Which uh, I don't know if you've checked him out, uh, Rick Speed on Instagram. Uh, he does a great job, and you'll see just the variety of beers that he checks out and tries, which is why we call him a beer connoisseur. Uh, Rick, what you doing over there? Take uh, take us into your world for, I, for just, a few seconds. You know, Brian kind of um, just like opened up this whole thing with all the history behind it because you know I used to drink it back in the day, but I didn't know all this. 
you know, when you're young and you're drinking, you're not reading the back of oh, the yeah, bottle. Yeah. You're just pounding them. And now with all this, like, you know, crazy stuff, I'm, like, even doing more research. Well, and, now you want to drink with purpose. Well, and, I, and I'm drink wondering why purpose. they still say, you know, from the glass line tanks when they're not brewed in glass line tanks anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a lot to this one. Um, uh, Matt, did you give us your rating? I did a three and a half. Three and a half. A three and a half. All right. Yeah, uh, that's very good. Guess what we're uh, trying uh, for our first week of uh, April? What? Polliner. Like uh, the, the stuff that's in the air that's making me sneeze. No, polliner, not the, pollen. The, 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 the polliner all fruit. We're having some jelly on our toast. Don't play silly with me because I know Brian knows this stuff is is like a staple at Oktoberfest and all this and that. Um, but this is an iconic ancient. Well, I would call this almost ancient German beer uh, we're going to be trying in a week. So make sure you join us. In the meantime, uh, make sure you check out uh, our podcast on all platforms and check us out on social media as well. And uh, check out Rick Speed as well. But we are Goodswill Podcast, goodswillpodcast.com. We'll see you in a week as we uh, start off April. Have a good one. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Ryan Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.